0: I think when we talk about logistics and and in today's environment, we we have to think about more than just the backroom processes to get inventory to a retail shelf or even to a home for that matter. Logistics is much more about access. It's much more about providing today's consumer with solutions that allow them to shop in ways that they have never been able to shop for, And and providing access to consumers uh, for the products and services that they need to live their daily lives.
1: Welcome to There's a Better Way, a podcast series focused on exploring how operational excellence principles can provide solutions in your personal and professional life. Each episode, Dr. Arvind Chandrasekharan, Professor and Academic Director at The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business, will sit down with a prominent expert or faculty leader to discuss problems we face in our world today. This program is brought to you by the Master of Business Operational Excellence. Welcome to There's a Better Way. I'm here with uh, Carrie Esper. Associate Professor of Logistics at The Ohio State University. Welcome to the program, Terry. Thank you, thank you so much. So, Terry, I know you came into Ohio State very recently. Yes. Uh, tell us more about what do you do here and what kind of research you work on.
0: Sure, so uh, I am on the uh, faculty in the Department of Marketing and Logistics. I am a logistician, and so as a logistician, uh, my work centers around how companies go about managing the processes to get product to the marketplace. Um, I've worked in the area of logistics for quite some time prior to even to my academic career. I used to work for uh, a major retail organization where I was responsible for managing its transportation and distribution center operations. Uh, with a focus on getting, you know, of course, product to the market. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a background in the government, uh, working uh, for the USDLT and the Federal Highway Administration, whereby mm-hmm. I was responsible for more of the infrastructure side of logistics. So mm-hmm. working more around the, the 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 roads and highways and byways that we utilize in sure. order to get product to the market.
1: Yeah. So you've worked on the all uh, streams of the logistics. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, it's it was a great opportunity to kind of weave together uh, my background and the government sector and in the private sector as an academic now sure. being able to bring all of those insights and experiences to to my academic platform
1: so tell us more i know like people always have the misconception logistics is often like smaller tactical trucking and shipping sure but the way you see it, and the way logistics is shaping up, has changed enormously, right? So can you walk us through what has happened in the world of logistics in the last sure. decade along yeah. those lines?
0: No, that's a that's a really good question, and and you know I have actually had the wonderful opportunity of, you know, really kind of growing up with the the discipline in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I started my career, logistics was one of those areas that was truly considered more uh, ancillary in terms of companies and, and how they viewed logistics. I mean, even in my early careers of working in the corporate sector, you know, I spent a lot of time going around uh, trying to convince people that the work that we did in logistics was important. Mm. Um, nowadays, I think, you know, logistics has truly taken center stage in many ways. Uh, for example, I mean, what we see now in today's environment is that most consumers are making decisions on where to purchase based on that company's logistics capabilities. Mm. So for example, one of the uh, stats that I just really just get tickled and just so excited about is this idea of cart abandonment mm. uh, when taking into consideration online retail. Sure. The number one, number two, and number three reasons for cart abandonment mm-hmm. has to do with logistics. Either the shipping costs are too high, the shipping lead times are too long, yeah. or this feeling that somehow or another the, uh, the, the shipping shipping costs are not free, right? Right. So, I mean, when you think about, you know, this idea that logistics processes have now become a part of the decision model of average consumers, I mean, that is really uh, a new day and age for logistics. And, And so, because of that, we have seen logistics kind of go from the back room to the boardroom, if you will, where we see so many more C-level mm. executives really putting emphasis on logistics capabilities as a source of competitive differentiation, mm. not just as a way that they get product to the market, but thinking about how they can be more effective at strategically managing logistics and really differentiating based on logistics mm. in order to win customers and keep those customers in the marketplace.
1: So are there any good examples of that, Terry, if you think about I mean, everybody goes to
0: Amazon. Sure, yeah. But
1: are there other examples that you can, Think of from your research that are doing this extremely well.
0: That sure, yeah, I think I mean you know of course the classic case that we used to always you know kind of build on was Walmart. I mean yeah. thinking about Walmart as a company that was one of the key uh, firms that really put logistics into the forefront of sure. business dialogue. I mean mm-hmm. you know they had a CEO that had a background. In logistics, which was one of the first times that we saw someone rise from the depths of logistics within organizations and become the CEO, CEO. of a company. Hmm. So that those logistics capabilities and expertise were central to kind of leading the company forward. Um, so of course we have Walmart, that has always been one of those pillars of the importance of logistics capabilities. Again, Amazon, I, you know, I know they have become the poster child for uh, for for this topic, but they really are. I mean, when we think about Amazon Prime mm-hmm. and what Amazon Prime ushered in. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I oftentimes, when speaking about Amazon Prime, I'll ask a question, you know, how many of you are Amazon Prime members to the audience? And then how many of you uh, became Amazon Prime members because of the shipping uh, en- enticement? enticing, shipping, yeah. You're right, and, and everyone's like, yeah, that's the reason why I'm an Amazon Prime member. So when you really think about it, Uh, Amazon was able to sell average consumers uh, a subscription to logistic services mm. for products that they had not yet even purchased, sure. right? So, uh, you know, Amazon is doing really innovative things in terms of bringing logistics to the forefront of our conversation within business. But the likes of a Walmart were, were true stalwarts and just some of the, the, the old school pillars of, of this whole narrative.
1: Yeah, so so that's, that's in, interesting from a way. So Amazon Prime, if you think about it, it's not just about uh, the two-day shipment, it's also how they manage those... The warehouses, right, in sure. a way that you're able to get the the, the customers' orders right on time, right? Yeah, so
0: absolutely. It's, yeah, it's yeah.
1: more than trucking. It's also
0: warehouses and it, absolutely. I mean, there are so many elements of kind of that order cycle right mm-hmm. and when i teach about this you know i always make sure that students are aware that while we are oftentimes thinking about you know the shipping component of mm. that order cycle and that lead time sure the reality is that there are so many other elements to that right yeah. from the order uh from from receiving the order to all of the technology and, and the integration that's required in order for that order to you know work its way through the company all sure. of the order fulfillment processes in order to you know pull all the inventory together to mm-hmm. to complete the order I mean the the processing you know the loading of those packages onto trucks I mean there's so many micro steps that are involved in order fulfillment and so the idea that Amazon is able to get all of that done in such a short period of time is really mind-boggling yeah I think a lot of times we put emphasis on that transportation piece because that's where your average consumer will get visibility that their order is now out for shipment yeah but there are so many steps that take place between the time which that consumer places the order sure. and the time when that order goes out for delivery. Yeah. And all of those intermediate steps, that's where Amazon is really doing some really cool things yeah. through leveraging robotics and other things. Yeah, and
1: in fact, in the, you mentioned about Amazon and, and we'll talk about this too. Like The idea, they're also reversing the logistics problem. right? I see a lot of times when I go to Whole Foods, for instance, mm, yeah. they have Amazon boxes yeah. where you could actually, like, as an Amazon Prime customer, you could actually get the product shipped directly to the Whole Foods and you yes. can get the uh, product out there, right? Yeah. So it's not only making the shipping easy, but they're also like disrupting the way people even think about shipping and transportation.
0: Absolutely. I think um, that that's where there are some of the really interesting dynamics taking place with, within the logistics space. And again, it's another one of those reasons why logistics has... Uh, become such an important part of yeah. our conversations within just within general business, uh, because there's so many disruptive things taking place mm-hmm. in this uh, in this space. Sure. That, you know, logistics is and, and supply chain, but really more so logistics is one of those areas where we see a lot more dialogue in the the, the uh, Silicon Valley, where mm-hmm. a lot of startups are, are are emerging in this area to provide really interesting and creative solutions. Mm-hmm. And so you talk about these lockers, um, you know, that's just one of those you know innovations sure. that have come along yeah. to provide customers with uh, all kinds of potential solutions to meet their needs um and it's of course shaking up what we do in logistics i mean you know thinking about we have to think differently about how we go about getting product to the marketplace yeah number one we have to face the reality that in today's environment getting product to the marketplace is no longer all about getting it to the back dock door of a big retail location, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. getting the product all the way down to someone's home. Yeah. But then thinking about all of the different creative solutions that are now available mm-hmm. to get product to the consumer home. Yeah. And this is where lockers, for example,
1: e- exactly. In. So you mentioned about uh, not just to the retailer, but to the home, right? So uh, I've heard this term called the last mile problem. Yeah. Right? So what is that? What is the last mile problem there?
0: Sure, I mean, you know, the last mile problem is essentially the, the problem associated with the fact that roughly 50%, and sometimes I've heard the uh, stats say about 56%. But when we think about the cost of managing logistics, mm-hmm. over 50% of those costs are associated with the last mile component. Okay. And what we're talking about with the last mile is kind of that 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 uh, that that portion of the logistics process that mm. involves getting the product to the actual customer Okay. Right, so uh, the reason why, of course, that last mile is so expensive is because prior to the last mile, mm-hmm. you're able to take advantage of economies of scale. Sure. You're you know operating in larger quantities and you know larger lot sizes, mm-hmm. and so because of that, you're able to spread those logistics cro- costs mm-hmm. across multiple units of product. Mm-hmm. But when you're delivering uh, at the last mile, you know you're essentially delivering a small package and you're sure. delivering it to someone's home. Mm-hmm. So there's there's the economy of scale conversation. Sure. But then when you're delivering to neighborhoods, of course. I mean, you know, I've lived in neighborhoods that have been, you know, full of cul de sacs and mm-hmm. other windy roads. And so you're dealing with um, a lot more impediments in terms of smooth transportation of those products. Sure. So when you take all of that into consideration, the last mile of logistics is just so expensive. Mm. And so th- that is one of the, the hottest conversations now within logistics, is, you know, with today's consumer being much more uh, demanding in mm-hmm. terms of requiring that products are delivered to their homes and that the last mile is something that is now on the shoulders of the retail uh, industry, sure. mm-hmm. right? Because we used to do the last mile ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, many of us still do, sure. yeah. and the traditional shopping model still exists, but more uh, often than not, nowadays, you know, consumers are saying, no, we, we want you, mm-hmm. retailer, to handle the last mile. Yeah. We used to do it ourselves, now we want you to do it. And by the way, I want it for free. Yeah. So that's the issue. You're talking about the most expensive portion sure. of the logistics chain, yeah. uh, and consumers want it for free. Yeah. and so that's the conundrum that that we now are facing. so with. so are there some good practices around uh, the last mile yeah there are a lot of really interesting practices I, I, again I think what you see with these lockers uh-huh. are uh, ways to try to reverse the narrative mm. to perhaps you know kind of say hey you know we can do this but there are other solutions available that will uh, re- involve consumers doing the handling the last mile component themselves yeah um, for example we've been doing research on this and what we find is that as long as as that solution where the consumer handles the last mile themselves, Mm -hmm. if that solution is much quicker Uh than it would uh, take to get product to their home, Mm -hmm. uh, consumers are willing to pick it up themselves like almost all the time, Sure, right, so this whole Focus on buy online, pick up from store that we see happening so much in this omni-channel conversation, or BOPUS as it's called. You know, that has become the the, the hottest thing, and this is where companies like a Walmart Mm -hmm. are saying, hey, we can compete head-to-head with a company like Amazon, Amazon. because they can't provide that kind of of uh, penetration in the market, whereas mm-hmm. there's Walmart so many more locations than there are yeah. maybe Whole Foods, which is why Amazon maybe purchased Whole Foods. So there's the buy online, pick up at store conversation, which mm-hmm. that whole strategy is about reversing the narrative and, and providing consumers with options that say, hey, we can ship it to you, but if you're willing to pick it up, you can get it much quicker, and it seems to be working. Yeah. I think what we're also seeing is the the emphasis on crowdsourced logistics and handling that last mile through crowdsourcing. Mm. Kind of if you think of the Uber model or the term that we used uh, some time ago was the Uberization of Mm. logistics. Mm. This idea that, um, you know, who says that delivering a package to a home has to be done by a qualified driver for a delivery company like a UPS or Mm. FedEx. And so now we're seeing companies use, you know, crowdsourced platforms like Uber, Uber, Rush, Hmm. or Delive, or um, uh, Instacart, Hmm. or um, DoorDash, DoorDash, right? So these companies that are basically enlisting drivers who are average people with an average car and they this and they wanna tap into the gig economy. So that, that crowdsourcing conversation has also started to emerge quite heavily as one way to address that uh, last mile problem mm. because the costs associated with maybe a crowdsource driver are not as expensive as the costs associated with uh, more of a UPS or yeah. FedEx or- so that is service.
1: interesting. So now any company, so you don't need to be an Amazon or a Walmart. You can be a smaller company sure. and still excel in this kind of uh, logistics game, by partnering with some of these crowd for uh, crowdsourcing companies to say, hey, here as well to get the products quickly to the customer.
0: Absolutely, and you know what's interesting about the crowdsourcing narrative is that it's not only so much about even you know the, the cost element. Mm-hmm. There is some data, and we're doing research on this as well. There's some you know research to suggest that the deliveries are quicker mm-hmm. because in most cases you're dealing with uh, idle capacity with persons who are kind of waiting on that next you know gig to mm-hmm. deliver a product, and so they're going directly to the To the recipient location, as opposed to some routing mechanism where they're making multiple stops Stops. along the way. Mm -hmm. So, those shipments are a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also something to be said about the service associated with them. Mm. You know, there's some data that suggests that the service is better because Mm -hmm. you're dealing with someone who this is not their in and out day-to-day thing sure. that they do, but they're more, they, they exude a little bit more service when they deliver those packages. That's interesting. I mean, it's, 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 so I, I will say that that, that element, there's a lot of debate about it because mm. the the other side of that narrative is that, well, you know, when, when you have someone who's a qualified delivery driver sure. for one of these big companies, they're they, better, off, they're yeah. better off. So there's a lot of debate That's right now about whether the service is better, yeah. but, um, some indications are that you get better service too with crowdsourcing yes. and and even when we think about just the power of this crowdsource logistics phenomenon mm-hmm. right i mean so companies that never had delivery service capabilities are now able to tap into mm. a fleet of potential drivers to provide uh, delivery services. Yeah. So, for example, you know, your local restaurant that um, you that never had delivery capabilities are now able to start delivering via DoorDash. Yeah. And so now, what we start to see is just so much more of this convenience model, hmm. you know, emerging where logistics is being utilized as a way of providing today's consumer with a convenience yeah. that they never had before.
1: That's interesting. In fact, like one thing that is very evident from all these great innovations happening. Is your process is getting more complex, your process is getting more visible. As yes. you said, a customer can easily now see it, right? So, yes. I want to go back to that point of discussion because now a customer has a lot of weapons in their hands to yeah. actually talk about your process, right? Your yeah. logistics process. Absolutely. And one thing we see is social media. Yes. Like they tweet, they oh, share uh, bad stories. So, how do you think that's affecting companies? Because now, for Amazon's of the world, or even for DoorDash of the world, It's very easy for a common public, the same crowdsourcing that empowers them can also affect them back by saying, okay, there's a bad episode happening because of one driver not doing them well, and that creates a back, backlash, right? And then it creates a problem for the company, right? So how is this in the in this day and age of social media, mm. how do you think that is affecting some aspects of logistics?
0: Oh, it's, it's huge. And so again, I think as we start to see logistics become something that your average consumer is concerned about, mm-hmm. um, there are the goods associated with that, and then there's the bads about mm-hmm. that, right? And so for example, one of the big issues that we see is that, of course, more often than not, folks take to social media to mm-hmm. complain about a service failure sure. more so than they would to go and say hey here's some shining uh, uh, examples of of fantastic service that I've experienced over the last couple of months. Yeah. So so we definitely see more of a bias towards the complaining behavior uh, being utilized or being exhibited in uh, social media. Mm-hmm. Now that logistics is a part of that conversation and that it is a key and vital part sure. of that whole service execution, mm-hmm. um, the the services that we provide are now you know front stage, mm-hmm. uh, you know center stage yeah. for. Um, For feedback in the social media sphere, Um, and so it's an issue that most companies are really, you know, dealing with quite significantly. Um, I mean, we we have seen where you know the the a few service. Failures have stimulated extensive amounts of sure. dialogue in social media, mm-hmm. um, and 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 so that's one of the reasons why there's a lot of dialogue about the use of crowdsource drivers, for example. Mm-hmm. While it does allow you a potential low cost, lower cost solution mm-hmm. and potentially a, a quicker solution, mm-hmm. uh, you also increase the risk that that delivery may not be executed at a level that mm-hmm. is in line with your service uh, standards. Okay. and so. Realizing that in today's environment, consumers are much more inclined to go to social media to complain about those service failures. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you, you have to take that into consideration when thinking about adopting So, so in this day and age, right, like
1: if, you, if there is a, a listener out there who's who's like uh, a person shopping in Kroger yeah. uh, or, or Walmart, for instance, right, why should, again, people don't really understand the, the power of logistics. Sure. So one thing that is becoming very clear to me as you listen is it's all about the power of getting the right... Uh, products to you, but in a timely fashion, in a most cost economical fashion, right? So w- what should they be thinking about differently, if, if you think about this problem?
0: Yeah, I, I think um, that, that's such a great question. Um, more often than not, I what I've enjoyed most about this era is mm-hmm. that I find that people actually understand what I do when I say I work in logistics. Mm-hmm. More often than not, the average person walking down the street, when I say, hey, I'm in logistics, they're, they're kind of aware of what that means. Sure. And so I would say that, you know, one of the things that we have started to see a lot more emphasis on, and I think UPS was phenomenal with this some Mm. years ago with their We Love Logistics campaign. Mm. I don't know if you remember that. They had an ad campaign. We Love Logistics. And and for the first time, I think a lot of your average consumers in today's marketplace were just aware of all of the, the processes that are going on behind the scenes in order to get product. Sure. To them, mm. uh, be it to the shelf in retail or even to their homes. Mm. And so, um, that's one of the things that that we have seen a change quite significantly, as we were kind of talking about in the beginning. Sure. Mm-hmm. How logistics has changed significantly. More and more today's consumers are aware of the processes that are involved, and, and one of the reasons why is is because one of the trends that we see mm. is more visibility. And I like to oftentimes talk about this by using the Domino's tracker. Sure. Uh, do you remember that? Yeah. yeah Domino's yeah. came out with this idea that hey, we can we're going to tell you when your piece is in the oven. Mm-hmm. We just put pepperonis yeah. on it you know we just took it out of the oven you know and you get yeah. all these like updates Yeah. right but we see so many more companies gravitating towards using that model in terms sure. of last mile logistics ah. where you know your, your package is on a truck it's out for delivery the driver's in the neighborhood you're seeing so many uh, more of these incremental updates that are taking place Sure, I think what that does is it makes the average consumer not aware of just all of the idiosyncratic and sure. you know in intermediate processes that are involved yeah. in getting products to the marketplace. And so I think now we're seeing just so much more appreciation Mm -hmm. for the work that we do in logistics. Yeah,
1: and again, I know we're running out of time, Terry, but one thing that becomes very critical right now is customers are able to appreciate the power behind these logistics. Yeah, absolutely. At at the end of the day, right? So as you mentioned earlier on, is that there is a way for any average uh, retailer to be a differentiator in terms of delivering the products by making sure that they can compete on logistics. Because absolutely. at the end of the day, they are selling the same product that Amazon sells and how logistics can add value to that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and in fact, they have to, right? Yeah. I think we're in a day and age where they have to. Um, I, I think if any retailers out there are not taking use of some of these crowdsource platforms or other ways by which they can provide home delivery services and that last mile logistics solution, mm-hmm. um, they need to because sure. this is the way that today's consumer shops and this convenience narrative has become a you know, kind of a significant way that we think in the t- today's consumer marketplace. And as you mentioned, the power of logistics, we can make that happen. Sure. So the work that we do has now become the... More transparent and more clear. Absolutely, and That's it has great. now become the strategic focus. That is great. I really
1: enjoyed this discussion with you on logistics. Oh, thank you. Thanks again for your time today. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of There's a Better Way. To listen to our other episodes and for more information on the Master of Business and Operational Excellence, please visit go.osu.edu
0: backslash M-B-O-E.